Bye. I'll be right back. Okay, I am back. What is this? A little tiny bit of air. Okay, I am back. Like my door, it's not set up. I feel all over the place. Oh, I don't know. Can you guys hear me? Uh, that's always the problem. Can you guys? Can you guys hear me? My headset is not hold on one second Okay, there. Because <laughs> I didn't even have it plugged in. Oh, I'm like, can you hear me? What's going on? I don't know what to do. And I literally did not have anything plugged in. So, yes, you're right. I wasn't audible. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't audible. 
I wasn't audible. Okay, so I'm back. Hi, guys. Welcome. Welcome to the Monique Empath Show. I am Monique Empath, and I'm your psychic medium, your resident psychic medium for the day. You're, yep, I am. I'm your ooh, resident psychic medium for the day. Let's get, oh, not too many lights. Ooh. All right. Okay, we are here. Okay, welcome, welcome. We're here today. We are going to talk about some ghosts and thingies and the dead. And I never anticipated that the monarch of my country would pass today. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know. Maybe intuitively, I felt something like that. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really think of it. But that's um rather interesting that that has happened today or now because we are also talking about so yes i wasn't audible because i didn't have my mic plugged in but now i believe i'm audible and i think i'm being heard so hi aishka you're feeling so anxious well i am here (laughs) i am here okay so I am Monique Empath. I'm a psychic medium. I like to think I'm really intuitive. So I like to give readings to see how intuitive I am. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a test. I don't know. It's kind of like a test to see how intuitive I am all the time that I'm giving readings. That the more I give the more I'm trying to whatever I should give up. I just really want to sit really far back. Okay, so yes, I'm all over the place. So yeah, I, I'm we're gonna answer some questions. So if you have some psychic questions, go ahead, post them in the chat, and we will do our best to answer them. Also, yeah, we're gonna talk about I don't know if anybody really cares about being a medium. I myself I did mediumship readings for a lot of my career, but slowly I decided to not do so much mediumship readings. Um, I decided to not do so much mediumship readings because, I don't know, there's a lot of grief and coping with grief and managing grief. And sometimes a mediumship reading can just like not help with that. Sometimes it can, but generally it doesn't help. Usually grieving is something that you have to kind of do independently. I think people are always looking for closure on top of the closure. Like when somebody passes, there there often feels like there's no closure because you don't you often don't get that last moment. Or even if you do get that last moment, you still kind of want something more. And so a mediumship is always continuously giving you that that more ship, that more, more, you know the ability to continue the dynamic with that person. So then you never really, in my opinion, often people never really get the opportunity to kind of grieve and heal on their own because they're often looking for that. But sometimes it is. I, I, I I always say to clients that looking through, looking at mediumship and it is think of it as like, if that person were living, consciously living, 
whether they're living or dead is a debate. Um, if that person was actually living, what what would you need of them at that moment? Like, what would you need? And I think when people pass, although we're grieving, our bodies and our minds tend to kind of um, comprehend, uh, um, like, get it like an absolution of you no longer have contact with that person. So then things that you would need that person for, you're subconsciously and physically no longer going to them for that or 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 engaging in them for that. So the more time that they're past and the time you start to lose the the incentive, the thought process to engage with that. So then when you have a mediumship reading, it's kind of like I like like what would I have needed this person for? So I always say, um, so I always say that if you're getting a mediumship reading, think of it as like, if this person were here, what value can they add? Like, do you have a question about something? Did that person always give you advice about your career or your job? So you are now looking for that person for advice. But to ask questions like, how are they doing? I miss you. Okay. Those things are very common. and. Um, of course you can ask a question. You can ask a question. You post your questions in the chat. And when we get to a question and answer. So post your question in the chat. And then when I start to get to the segment of answering questions, I will read your questions. Um, so yeah, so that's how I feel about mediumship readings. Again, I think like it's something that sometimes prolongs the grieving process or does not contribute to the grieving process. For the sake of you're continuing that conversation, and the only way you can have that conversation is through a medium. So you then become dependent on that medium to have a relationship. It's like it's like a third party. And then also, I I feel that the idea that the person's gone and you want to communicate with them means that you actually have things you want to ask or say or or it's very it's very um constructive. I would guess, and a lot of times. When somebody's passed, your body, your mind, and your senses start to realize they haven't passed. So you don't really then develop any structure. Oh, I didn't know questions popped there. Any um, structured questions. So then it always becomes like, what What should I ask that person? Well, if they were alive, what? But um, there's a whole, so I like to find, okay, so let me do my intro and we'll talk about that. Because what I'm going to talk about is how I think, I mean, there's no way to, scientifically validate this. So this is all our our theories, our thoughts, our conversations here of how we can, how I feel that you can or we all can communicate with somebody who's passed on in our lives and keep that communication open. So I'll talk about it. I have some sciencey things. And when I say sciencey things, I'm like just like less spiritual and more the probables of science and, and the possibility of of communication beyond. And I'll talk about the more spiritual stuff and like my beliefs and stuff like that. And also tips and tricks. All right. So I'm going to play my intro and then we will get back to our party. Bird on a tree 
I'm just sitting here. I got time. It's clear to see from up here. The world seems small. All right, didn't mean to play that twice, but it was on a loop. Okay, so yes, we will talk about the living and the dead, and then I will answer your questions when I get to the question and segment part. But for now, post your questions in the chat. It acts as a placeholder, so by the time I get there, I can just go back and see who's asked questions. Okay, communicating with the deceased. Okay, so theoretically, this is a theory. This is a running theory I have, me being a medium, that the energy that somebody has with inside of them to keep them alive or keep them their heart beating, that energy is a invisible, um, invisible matter that we can't see. Just as we have electricity, hydro poles, Wi-Fi, they're all invisible matters that we can't see, right? Um, when you when you are charging your phone and you plug it into the wall, you, you can see the cord plugged into the wall, but you can't see the power. You can't see, we can't see current with our visual, visible eyes generally, unless it transforms into something. Um, so I have a theory and perceive that that energy that is powering us, the electricity, the current, the power that is powering us exists all over, like exists entirely like it's almost like we are in a sea of it and and we are it's existing entirely so that energy is powering the human body is powering animals is powering plants any living thing it's powering it so if that human human their physical body starts stops utilizing the power that's being energized in them so their their physical body starts stops utilizing that power. So again, if you had like a device, like a phone, and the phone was not working for some reason, and even when you plugged it in, there's no power going to it. So the phone is not utilizing the energy that is being powered to it. So the physical body, not utilizing the energy that's powered in it, the physical body will no longer be animated. Um, Animated meaning move, talk, animated, like be able to walk, talk, all those kind of things. So the physical body um, needs a, an, a, an enormous, a, a, a dense amount of power. And so if the physical body is not utilizing that, I feel, I feel that the energy, the power still exists. Like that energy still exists. Like when you plug in, if you have current through your home, the current is always running through the walls. You realize it running through the walls when you plug in your phone and you could see your phone says charging. That's you using your conscious mind, your visual eyes to see that the phone is being powered. You can now see the effects of the energy. When you unplug your phone, you can't see the energy. You know it exists, but you can't see it. It can no longer animate the phone unless there's a battery, but whatever. Um, So that's how I feel. I feel when the human body is no longer animated and can no longer animate itself and move and all those things, that there's still a current that was contributed to that body. So that body is still, there's a, still a current, a, a lesser current, a current that cannot power that body. Um, 
so where would that current be or what would that current do? What would that current look like? So again, if you take your phone out of, unplug your phone out of the wall, unplug it, you can, you know, there's a current there and maybe silently, if everything's really silent, you can sometimes hear the buzz of current, you know, when you get a blackout and everything just sounds so dead, so silent. So there might be that you could take your phone out and then have that kind of current through the going to check something here and have that kind of current going through the uh oh yeah cool and have that current so you so you would see so you would know that current is there you just can't see it manifesting or 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 materializing on other things so what is that current doing while it's in the wall it still has information, I guess you could say the particles, the atoms of energy still carry information. So if it's like a hydro um, power, it's still going to have the information and the the particles and the structure to create um, the energy to power device. If it's Wi-Fi, it's still going to have the, the, the structure, the elements, the particles, the atoms that are um, applicable to Wi-Fi and internet and, and broadband and all that kind of stuff, right? So the information in the energy still exists, even though you can't see it and you can't materialize it. I feel that's what it's like with humans, that when the energy is not powering my body, that energy still exists within me. The only difference is, is I don't have a physical expression for the energy, so it still exists. Once that energy from birth was manifested, I feel like it continues to exist. The energy continues to exist. There's thoughts of maybe that energy goes into another physical form. So you are powering your phone, you plug in your phone, it doesn't work. The device, the body does not work anymore. It cannot animate itself. So you get a different phone and you plug that in and now that can animate itself. So there's all these talks about like your energy can move through into different things and animate itself. But I guess that's where some of the understandings or beliefs of reincarnation comes from. That you could reincarnate your home. I mean, your home. It's because somebody I'm looking at somebody asking about a house. I see your question about the house. Reanimate into an animal or another another human or those kind of things. That's a whole other topic. We could talk about reincarnation another day. But to just say that your body can, the energy is still there. Now I like to think, again, we could talk about reincarnation and moving different things. But I like to think that we are. I don't want to say we are two parts. We are whole. We are one. But I like to think that our physical, the energy that powers our physical body is one aspect of ourselves. And that's how I move and talk and whatever. And then there's the energy that's powering my thoughts, my emotions, my feelings, the the energy that I would project onto other people or other people. I, I feel I like to articulate that that's like another aspect of yourself. So you have the physical and then uh, 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 it makes sense, right? You have the spiritual. And spiritual for me would be our thoughts, our emotions, um, our pat like our passions, but not the actual passion, but that feeling that you get, that drive, that 
you know, the oomphspa, <laughs> the the moxie, the 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 temperament. Um, what kind of are you introverted or extroverted? Like how I think I feel like those are all the spiritual energy, and those are all the energy that you can't see with your physical eyes, but do exist. Um, so that would be the equivalent to when I was talking about hydro being the energy um, and hydropower going into your house and nothing's plugged in and the hydropower is still ready to power your house. The information of how those wires connect and, you know, all the physics of that is still contained in there. And so to me, that would be like one aspect, the, the hydro that you can't see that's not powering something. But it's still there, all the information. What I know, I I know when I plug it in, it's going to do because it's ready for that. It has that information. And then the physical thing of what I see. So I like to think of ourselves as again, I don't want to think of ourselves as two, like we're duality, but I like to think there's those aspects of ourselves. So again, when somebody, so I like to think that when somebody's deceased, that they still are existing in a non- physical animated form that their energy is still encapsulated um well it it does it no longer has the barriers of that physical body it is more fluid it is more it's more like air just think of air like when i hold my breath or i breathe <laughs> make myself dizzy when i read when i read the um Oh, I see questions that I'm starring and I'm going to get them. Um, so yeah, physical energy in the spiritual body. Okay, so when I when I'm when a person's deceased, again, not that there's two aspects of not that there's we're split into two things, but I just think there's aspects of ourselves. And the aspects of ourselves where we don't have a physical body to animate, we still have our emotions, our feelings, our thoughts. It's still um that those emotions, thoughts, and that energy and the information that was held within that energy still exists. You're just not limited by the constraints of the physical body. So with the physical body, if I want to talk to somebody, I actually have to physically take some actions to talk to them, or I have to drive to them, or walk to them, or pick up the phone, or text. I have to do something. But because that because that energy is constrained inside my body and now to communicate that energy I have to I'm confined in the constraints of my body but when you aren't con confined in the constraints of your body you you are be able to fluidly um interact fluidly interact with people on a spiritual emotional um drive kind of level right um so that's what I feel. That's what I feel. That's my beliefs. And that's my understanding. Now, a belief is something that I, those are how I perceive it and what I, I pick up. Right. Um, so to say that's exactly how it is. I mean, I like to say exactly it is, but it's also free for interpretation. Um, so when you're communicating, so all that being said, and when you're communicating with someone, you would communicating with a person. So if you have a physical body and you're alive, well, I shouldn't say you're alive, but you have a physical animated body, um, you could communicate with somebody without words. You can communicate with them without physical language. You could 
we do that all the time. You get a, a feeling from somebody. Maybe we, as humans, we, we get a feeling, but then we contribute that feeling to an expression. Like we go, we feel something and then we layer it. So I feel that person looks sad or I feel that person is sad. And then you layer it and they're like, because their head's down or because I know this happened to them or they're not, you know, we layer it with all the physical, physical material qualities of a human being. But you do start with a feeling often. You do start with just a feeling, a feeling that you can't um, left alone. You wouldn't be able to explain. But that feeling that's left alone, you can't explain is what we call intuition or intuitive insight, intuition, insight, whatever. So um, I kind of like there's not a lot of people in the this chat today because I can actually just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And then by the time I get to the questions, it'd be like, oh, well, there's not many questions. So I don't know. But anyways, I'm going to keep going because this topic is interesting to me. So if it's interesting to me, it's probably interesting to somebody else. And I see your questions. I see Kavya, 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 Deepak, I see your question. And Aishika, I see see the things that you're communicating. All right. So how would you communicate with somebody who does not have a physical body? We still communicate with people who don't have a physical body um, or we communicate spiritually with people who have a physical body all the time. We just layer it. So it's like the brain will say, I feel this is happening, but we as humans have, we're not so inclined to commit to a feeling to validate other things for various reasons. So as humans, we will feel something, but we're very inclined to materialize that feeling. Instead of just saying, I just feel this way, we tend to want to say, I feel this way. And then we try to find and look for things in our material world to validate what we feel. But if we were just to be able to say, I feel this way, that would be a lot more of intuitive communication. Um, that would be a lot more of intuitive communication as we as we do that. And that, yeah, that's kind of what it is. And me being a reader, it's like, I just feel this way and I'm going to, mediumship is that. Mediumship is saying, I feel something and that's what I'm going to commit to. Like, I'm going to just articulate what I feel without judgment or without finding material things in the world to validate that feeling. Also, I think the level of narcissism or the level of understanding of the world is that you're aware that your feeling might not be validated and you're okay with that, or you're aware that your feeling might be essentially wrong or you're aware that your feeling might not make sense the awareness of that and the acceptance of that does not negate to being able to still commit to that um hi welcome hi welcome so we here we talk about things you can post a question and then when i get to the question and answer part i'll answer your question um so we we've yeah so yeah in our in our it's a human thing to not want to commit to just a feeling. We want to validate that feeling instead of just saying, I just feel that person is excited or I feel that person is sad or I just feel that thing is going to happen. We tend to want to validate that. We, we, we tend to not being able to just 
accept that and say it's a feeling. We do that with ourselves, but we also do that with each other. I think we also often, somebody will say, I just feel this is going to happen. And then the other person will say, well, how do you know, or why, or why, or that's not whatever. And we start to say, but it should be, I, I would like a world where we could just say, we feel things and the person can commit to that. And the rest of us doesn't have to say, well, that's 100% true, or that's right or wrong, just to accept that's what the person feels. And good for them, or that's okay. Or you might accept that's what the person feels and you might take that. Well, they feel that. So let me see if I agreed with that. How would that play out in my life? Or let me just, you know, take that information. It's all about being okay with being wrong. It's okay with being okay with the the lack of validation for something on certain things. Like some things you absolutely need validation for. But that's what intuition does. Intuition leads you to validate something. Like it leads you to something. But to say, I just feel that on my own. Hi, Sandra. Welcome. Yeah, to just say that you feel that. I do some crazy things with my eyebrows today. I, I don't know how to. Whatever. I'm trying new things. Um, yeah, to, so to be able to commit, so intuition or being a psychic is the ability to just commit to a feeling without validation and to be confident in that. Not necessarily you're confident in the outcome. You're confident in what you feel. Like that's what you feel. That's what you feel is happening and be confident. I feel that it's kind of like back in the old days, you know, growing up, there was an old style of parenting where you would say, I don't feel so good about that. And the parent would say, that's dumb. You shouldn't feel that way. You know, it's an old style of parenting. And now it's kind of like a, a very controlling kind of thing. But it was a kind of parenting where it's kind of saying, I guess it was the idea was like trying to give the child or the person a different look on something or trying to show them that what they're feeling might not be in line. But I think that's a, a big negative. Um, thank you, Chandra. I think that's a big negative. I think you should be able to just say, hey, I feel like I don't know. I feel like that that's scary and being able to just commit to that. Okay. So anyway, so all that talk about being able to just commit to an idea is what leads to be able to communicate with the deceased. There is never going to be a validation of, hold on. There's never going to be a moment where the individual who's deceased is going to come back and validate that in a material form. So it's communicating on a spiritual level and looking for validation in a material world. That's where we run into problems. Um, um, if you receive validation in a material form, then sure, that's great. And you'd be like, oh, lucky. But to, to if you are communicating spiritually with someone, the answers are going to come back spiritually, <laughs> you know, and Spirituality does not have a material validation. Like as sciencey as I am, and as much as a science, I can come close. I can come very close, but I don't come close. You don't come close to validating um, something that we can't see. I guess you would say we don't come close to actually validating that. Like you don't turn the spiritual into a material. We don't do that and we don't want to do that. But what you can what we can do is we come close in the sense of we take the spiritual 
And then we layer it with a whole bunch of things and we follow it and then it, it may present itself or make itself in a in an idea. I guess it's kind of like using a Ouija board. <laughs> the idea of the Ouija board is you call out to the spirits and the spirits are communicating spiritually, but the Ouija board is giving us the medium to communicate if you are down for the Ouija boards or whatever, if you're into that. Um, I don't know if that's what tarot cards users look people look at it like that but again a tarot any tool that you use to communicate this what's going on in the spiritual is just a tool so really the communication is spiritual um and the tool is trying to bring that to whatever right you don't need tarot you don't need tarot or tools or anything to communicate spiritually we do that already we do that all the time i'm doing that now you're doing that with me whether you think you're intuitive or not you are you're always putting out an energy that other people pick up, whether they pick it up accurately to what's going on with you or not, or whatever is, is, is besides the point. The point is that we're picking up something. So, so communicating with the deceased would be the intuitive communication without a tool or without a validation. And that's where it becomes seemingly hard, not hard, but that's why people think like, oh, it's, it's hard or it's, it's difficult. It's the idea that I'm going to communicate with somebody who does not have a physical body and they can't communicate back. So how do I know or what do I know what they're saying or what do I know what they need or what do I, are they hearing me? Again, you would have to, it starts off with, I know this is cliche, but it starts off with you. It starts off with you being confident in what you feel or what you perceive. And when it comes to loved ones that passed away, you have to remember you did have a bond. You did have an energy exchange with them while they were living. Um, no, it's not like you could just completely always read people's minds. But the point is, is that you had a kind of energy with them. That energy does exist still. Again, like I said, when you plug, oh, like I plugged in the mic. <laughs> when you plug your device, your electronic device or whatever it is, into the wall, there's an energy that's already in the walls, like in the wires. There's an energy that's already there. You already have a relationship with that energy. When I flick on the light switch, I already have a relationship with this house where I know where the light switches are before I even turn them on. I know the kind of brightness they're going to, whether they're cool lights or warm lights or, or that, or whether they're a spotlight or a, a lamp. I know all this stuff before I know all this stuff before I actually say so I have a relationship to this house to the energy even though I haven't flicked on the light if I move to another house I may be more ignorant and even take some time right because I'm developing I when I when I move to a new house and I flick it on I'm like oh those are daylights and I don't like daylights I like softer lights or whatever right I don't have that. But as as when you just like Renisha is saying, she feels her boyfriend Robbie all the time and she talks to him. She is it was her boyfriend. She had a reading. Of course you guys can get a reading. Post your question in the chat. I'm going to do my I'm and then when we get to the question and answer part, I'll answer your question. Hello Renee Gibbs. Um yeah, so Renisha was saying she feels her boyfriend. So it was her boyfriend. It was her partner. So she had a bond with her. 
with that that individual. And so w- think about it. When you are dating somebody or you have a family member and they go off to the store or they go off to work, that energy bond that you have still exists. Like it still exists, but they're not physically with you, right? That how many times have you, let's more with a loved one or a friend, but ha- I, I, the reason why I pause, because I'm like, this happens with people you don't even know very well. But let's start with people that you know very, very well. Um, how many times that you, you, you're, you're away from your partner or your friend or whatever. And then let me think of an example. Let's say I'm shopping at a store and I'm by myself. Um, I was at shoppers today, actually. And I was also at home hardware and I was also, okay. So I was at home. I'm trying to think of where this actually applied. So it's like a, a true story, not just an example. Okay. So I was at home hardware and my daughter she had lost her water bottle, her school water bottle yesterday. So she has to, so either she's going to find it today or we're planning to just buy her another water bottle. Now there's a specific type of water bottle that she likes that I know, but there's, there's, there's a million type of water bottles on the market. So I know the specific one she likes, but then there's other ones. And so I was looking at the other ones and trying to decide, like, she's she's not with me. So she can't say, no, I don't like that one or no, I don't like that one or whatever. But because I do know her, right, I was able to say, well, I think she's I feel like this particular one might be one that she might like or this particular one she might not like. And again, I'm not talking about, oh, I know blue's her favorite color. That's very conscious. That's not intuitive. She's literally told me blue's her favorite color. I'm talking about what is it about that one water bottle that she liked that she never really articulated. So I'm trying to do that. So how many times do we do that? We're somewhere and we're like, oh, so-and-so would love that. Or I could see so-and-so doing that. Or that's something so-and-so would say. They have not officially said those words for you to be like, oh, so-and-so said that exact thing. And so now I'm in the situation. I know it's kind of like, you just know the person, you understand their energy there and you're around their energy. It exists. There's a communication. There's a physical communication. There's a verbal communication. There's all kinds of communication, but there's also energetic communication that you are speaking with this person all the time. So when they're not around you, you still can have that intuitive sense. There is this thing that when people pass on, because it's so traumatic to the human mind, the brain can't conceive things never coming back, right? The brain works on patterns, right? So the brain is a pattern and association system. So if it sees the person come through the door, the brain, the brain's going to expect that the person's going to come through the door again. Or, you know, and even if you sometimes, oh, they they finally moved away and they're never coming back here, the brain will still have the association that that person came through the door. So when somebody passes, the brain can't, it, it wants to recycle that, it can't. So when you, um, oh yeah, so speaking of the energy, you can, Renisha says, you can just feel their energy. And you can call them and something has happened with them, if that makes sense. Yes. Or they would say something. Yes, they would. It's what you, I think we over, and I I do blame my spiritual community for this. I'm like, but I think we over in this world have done 
like over I don't know if it's over exaggerated, but we've made mediumship and con communicating with people passed on. We've we've exaggerated so much that it it's like we've made it seem like something so far from what we can do that it could never happen. But if you slow down your brain and you think for a minute, how many times have you are you having like intuitive feelings about people who aren't around you, right? I think again, when when someone dies, there's that trauma that happens because one, the brain is an association thing and it likes patterns. So when it's not seeing a pattern anymore, and then the external world is telling the brain that that pattern doesn't exist, it takes a moment. That's what trauma is. So trauma is something that could detach you from a moment, from remind, remembering how intuitive you actually are or how, how close you were to that person or whatever. It's just a physical thing, again, because we layer, right? So when you pick up something intuitively or a feeling about someone, we then layer physical aspects. We say, I feel she's sad, but then we look physically with our eyes to see if the person's body language is sad. So we just layered it on. So we are layering a lot of material things, physical things that then push the original intuition down to the bottom. But it all started there. So when someone dies and we don't have those layers, we now have to go back to our own intuition. And it feels, even as I'm saying that, it feels cold. It feels like I don't have enough to go on, you know, but it's still there. So I guess what I'm saying is that communicating with somebody intuitively, whether they've passed their, uh, their, their physically with you or not physically with you is the same. It does not change within my theories and everything I'm saying. It does not change, right? You still have that that bond. You just don't have the physical things to confirm that bond. So it, it goes back to like my story with my daughter and her water bottle. Um looking I didn't I didn't end up buying one <laughs> to be honest. I didn't end up because I wanted to I saw the exact water bottle that she had before. And I was just gonna buy that. But the interest, and this might sound weird, but I think you'll get it. It was the only one left on the shelf, right? So the one that she wanted was the only one there. But there was this world of other water bottles. So I could have just bought the one without thinking of it. But then as I'm looking at all these other water bottles in different designs, I started thinking like, maybe, you know, maybe there's a design that she would have liked or a different way it opens that she would have liked. So then I started to have to like embody her and like think, what do I know about to whatever? But I didn't, I, I, I didn't pick one just because I wanted her to have, she's a child. So it's different. I think with a partner or someone older, I would probably have just picked one because it's like, they would have appreciated it. And I'm pretty sure she would appreciate, but because of the child, kids like to do those things. So that's the only reason why I didn't buy a different one. And that's also why I didn't buy the exact one. I was trying to purchase something based on intuition. I was trying to use my intuition to do something. And I think I would have been successful, but that's the only thing. So there you go. You could use your intuition to actually make um, a material response or make a material answer, but you have to first trust yourself ultimately. And anytime that I give these talks about intuition or how to use your intuition or whatnot, it always comes down to trust yourself. And I see, I, 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 
Ashika, I see your second, your other question. And Kenny Tan, Kenny Tatum, I see your question too. I think question and answer is going to be fun. There's some, there's a theme with some of you guys' questions. Anyway, so that's, um, yeah, so communicating with somebody who's passed on, the idea is that there's a bond that you have, and that bond is a energetic bond and spiritual whatever. What that is, is that there's energy within everything. And every little tiny particle of energy has some information to be told, just like the Wi-Fi power cords, fibers, the internet fibers, the heat, the gas, everything, all these things with, well, heat, gas, whatever, but all these things with electricity, they have a reason. Like when I turn on, when I plug certain of my lights into a power source, I know what that's going to do. When I, again, when I'm walking around my, my house, I know what the lights are going to look like or where they are or whatever. I already have a bond with that. I already understand that energetically. And that would last. That would continuously last. So you you have that. Again, when people die, we always feel like everything's lost, but that energetic connection is still there. The only thing that's not there is their physical body. And as humans, we're very inclined to want to validate or we we struggle to commit to our own feelings. We need an external validation of our own feelings. And that's in reverse. If we can all work on to commit to your feeling, it's okay. It's a, if everybody loves something and you hate it, commit to that. Like just commit to your feelings. If you hate something and you can't explain why, that's okay too. You could just say, it just doesn't feel right. And they go, but why don't you like, caramel on your ice cream. I hate caramel on my ice cream. I just hate it. It just, I could go into a long speech of why I hate it, but can I just hate, can I just say no, thank you? Like that, that's enough. That should be enough. <laughs> and that's what, um, and that's what I, I think. So let me play this little, no, I'm not going to play this little ad. Um, Ooh, you guys have got some good questions. So yeah, so when you are communicating with your loved ones, um, again, going back to the beginning for people who missed it, I I am a medium, so I do mediumship readings, but I do less of them because over the years I've realized and learned about the major grieving process and what death, how death is a traumatic experience. I I started to try to understand trauma in relation to loss. Because trauma could be anything, many things. But I started to understand trauma through loss. And I understand that there's no difference between someone who's passed versus... It's a traumatic experience. So the things that someone needs to heal from a trauma, it should be no different from how they heal from a loss. And so giving a mediumship, one of the things of healing is to accept the reality of something. Accept the change. Because trauma is usually a drastic change, right? And so when you lose somebody, the part of healing is to accept that they're no longer with you and to kind of let your brain who your brain, it's not even you. So it's not like, oh, you take too long or you don't, whatever. It's literally, you can blame your brain. The brain is a pattern thinking thing. It's a, 
it's a you know association machine. So when it it's saying I want to associate this with this, and when it there's a block and it can't, it's gonna take some while for the brain to reprogram itself and relook at stuff. So you have that. There's a physical, psychological, or I should say physical psychiatric thing. A physical psychiatric thing about grieving. Um, I want to hear more about this. Um, a physical more a physical psychiatric thing about grieving that you literally it's going to take moments for your brain and your mind to conceive that that person is no longer animated and being able to communicate with you and interact with you on a physical level. So you have to allow for that process to happen. Trying to jump that process is not good for yourself. Then there's the whole emotional um, routine aspect. You're so used to going to grandma's house. Or you're so used to going there. So now you have to start to adjust to a different routine. And that takes time. Then it's whatever, um, like, this would be the psychological part, but it's whatever, like, challenges you may have had with that person that now weren't resolved. And now you have, you're left to resolve them on your own. It's whatever extra love you want to get. It's like all that stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that literally has to happen within the grieving process for you to even get healing. And then it varies, right? So one thing is not going to take super fast and then that and then that. It's not calculated like that. It's time that you take for that. So I found that mediumship, while clients were coming to me to ask them about someone who's passed, it was a lot of times they were getting then after the reading, accurate or not, like whatever, it had nothing to do with the reading being at, well, it did, but a lot of times it's like now they're stuck in that because now they've communicated with that loved one through a medium. So the brain is like, oh, no, nope, I could still do it. Oh, no, I don't have to, I don't have to acknowledge that they're gone. I could still do it. And then after weeks of not having a mediumship, the brain is like, wait a minute, why is it? So now it's just, it just prolongs the grieving process, I found. Um, Erica, Erica, Bert, she says, I had a mediumship, I had a mediumship, so she had a mediumship reading, and she says she hated it and asked God to take it back. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I mean, I don't know how much you want to share, you don't have to, but it it, it is, um, I, I, again, <laughs> the ability to communicate into uh I'm gonna say intuitively, but I'm gonna say emotionally through emotions and feelings and vibes through someone is common. That is a human thing. I'm not doing it because I'm magical, mystical. I'm doing it because I'm human and my life is just I've just geared my life to do that, right? Instead of going to the office and doing accounting each day. I've geared my life to do this, but it's a human thing. We do, we all do that. I've just chose to dedicate my life to that. Um, and it's simple for me and it's fun. So there's passions in that. Um, so to look at somebody who's a psychic medium as, as if they're going to do something greater for you, we, we need to, I, 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 you know, I, I, I think we need to reassess that in life. I, I think we need to reassess that in life. And I'm not knocking mediums. I'm not saying don't go to a medium. I'm just saying that we need to start to look at what this person is offering you and the where you are in your life for it. Um, yeah, because 
if if you ask questions about, oh, am I going to buy this house or, oh, am I going to get this car or what does my girlfriend think of me or what does my partner think of me or what, you know, those kind of things, right? You still can assert your control over the reading or the outcome. I have a whole live where I talk about autonomy within psychic readings. And just because a psychic says something, even if it's super accurate, you still have autonomy over a future that hasn't happened, right? But when it comes to very emotionally, and I'm going to say traumatic situations, and you're seeking a medium for that traumatic situation, that if it's not comfortable, that is like re- like putting salt in the wound of a trauma, you know? Um, even if, let's say like it was a good reading, a good mediumship, but you just walk away thinking like, I don't feel comfortable with that. That is not easy. It's, it's a trauma. I think, I think as mediums and psychics, we have to be aware of the clients or people coming to us for certain things where a trauma is involved. I think that is where I I always say I'm a, I'm a psychic. I could I could tell you what I think is happening. I could, you know, predict some things, but I can't create your life for you. I can't fix your life for you. I can't help you work out traumas. I'm not a psychologist. That's what a psychologist is for. And if you don't want to go to a psychologist cuz you don't believe in them, what I'm still hearing from individuals is that they're going through something where they need someone specific for that challenge that they're having. So if I don't have anything specific to give to you, then that's where. So um, I'm sorry that happened to you. And um, maybe the constellation of that experience that you have, which I, you know, it's, 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 it, it could be more, but it's to know that the the medium was just an individual they were human too that they are not they are not god even if they have really good skills they are not god they are they're here with you on earth they are humans too so we don't want to elevate that individual we don't want to de-elevate that individual that individual has chose to be a medium but hopefully maybe the consolation is, is that it's okay that you did not like it and it's okay that you wanted to take it back. And I, and I, and I, and I, and and that's gotta be such an uncomfortable feeling, especially if you went into that, you know, with one something and then it was not so good. So there you go. Um, Yeah. I'm seeing all your questions. Awesome. Another, another, another person, another, another, um, what do you call it? Listener, viewer, another viewer from Facebook. Brenda Murray writes, I had a mediumship reading. My husband passed three months ago. I also have a terminal illness. Just wanting to seek to peek into my future. Okay. So this is where. Okay. So. Brenda is articulating, she's, she's sharing her story and what she's been through, and she's sharing what, has, what is motivating her to want to peek into her future. Um, that makes sense to me. Not that I'm trying to judge people, but that, like, I'm saying that makes sense. It's saying that these things have influenced me to do that thing, to, to look into my future, whatever. Um, my first, one of my very, 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 well, 
not it wasn't my well yeah one of my very first clients um was a young girl who um suffered from a terminal illness who that she, that she beat well it could have been terminal but i guess it wasn't terminal she beat it um and she came to me for a mediumship and i was like whoa like i i'm not going to predict life and death i'm uh, no <laughs> um but no she articulated that being in this situation has caused her to look at life broader and try to see things and and just kind of those kind of things that makes a lot of sense to me sure we can take a look at that brenda um all right so yeah so you guys i don't know how much i gave you but you guys should be equipped to have at least understanding of how you can communicate with people who have passed on in your lives and to know that the energy that existed where you had intuitive feelings or you thought, and when I say intuitive, it's just a feeling. I feel my husband would have said this, or I feel he would have done this, or, you know, I, I think so. Even though I wish he wouldn't have done this, I feel like this is what he would have done, or this is what he would say. Those things all still exist even after the person is, in my theory, those things exist even after the person is not physically there. And it does make it a little bit more difficult because with those feelings, when they're physically here, we can validate them by waiting. Like I can wait for my daughter to come home from school, to take her to buy the water bottles so I can validate the which one I kind of thought she would more lean to. <laughs> I can validate that. But if I wasn't able to validate that, I can still confidently say, I, th- I, 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 th- that's the one, you know? And, um, and also with receiving, so that's communicating too, but with receiving information, it's the same thing. It's like to be able to, and this gets a little bit more tricky because receiving information puts you in a position where you have to practice no judgment. And I don't mean judgment isn't like, oh, scolding people. I mean, no judgment in the fact that try to take away, and this is going to be opposite, but follow me to the answer, a preconceived answer. So. And, and, and so it's like, if you're asking your partner, what should I do about the house? And you have a feeling of what your partner might've said or whatever, but you really are more looking for like an answer, like whatever, to be able to meditate your mind away or release all anxiety about it, release all fear and being able to purely just ask the question and sit there until you start to feel something. That that's a little bit. I'll I'll tell you that part is a little bit difficult because giant, many times when we're asking our loved ones who have passed on something that we need to know, there's an urgency, there's an anxiousness, there's a fear. But the idea is to don't ask during that time to table that and say, I really need to know this. I wonder what my you know my friend would say. You know who's passed. I wonder what she would say about this. And then what? Okay, so I would table that do some other things or whatever, maybe write it down in a journal. And then a day where I do feel calm and peace to ask that question at that time, that is helping you to reserve um, your own fears and, and things over the receiving, because it's easier to send out than it is to receive. No, it's not easier to do one or the other. Sending out energy, humans tend to be a little bit more confident about what we're sending out we often say well that's how i felt you should have known or you should have or i did that like we're, we're very we we feel we're more transparent than anything so we're more tend we tend to send out 
receiving, we receive things just as well, but we tend to question or or filter or put our own things on the things we've received. All right. So I yimmer and yammered quite a, quite a bit. Um, I yammered, hi, Tina. I yimmer yammered quite a bit. So let's get to some questions. Yeah, I don't have any like ad spots to play. You guys, Soda Stream has a new kombucha out. I I I I got I have to order it online, um, which I'm going to, but every time I'm in my store, my grocery stores or whatever, they're like, oh, they have the kombucha in. Um, or no, I know that they have it there. And then I go and they're all out. And it's just like all out of everywhere. It's just like, I don't know, everybody's loving the soda stream kombucha thing. I I think it's like the greatest. I'm yet to try it. So I'm reserving my I, I feel like it's gonna be really good, but I feel like I might not love it. <laughs> like just taste wise. Yeah. Um, that's my intuition. So we'll see. Maybe I'll love it. Hopefully I'll love it. All right, let's switch to a little bit of questions and answers, guys. Let's do some question and answers. So I'm going to play hi from New Zealand. I'm going to play the intro for the question and answers, and then we're going to go in there. Hi, um, it's Vanolia from South Africa here. <laughs> Hello, this is Sky C. Hello, uh, many blessings. My name is Joe. My name is Aisha. Hi, Moni. I want to know. All right, so we are back. Oh, let's put this thing, although it's going to block my beautiful door. Guys, I found this on Marketplace. It's just amazing. It's like this old vintage door with these like, oh my gosh, I love it. It's too small. I mean, it's too large for that door. It's an exterior door, and that's obviously an interior door. And so I do want to cut it down to size. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to cut it down to size. Yeah, absolutely. But now I love it so much. I'm like, I don't want to. But the thing is, the amount that I would have to cut it down to size will actually, like the little peephole, it's so silly. I'm going to have like a peephole in my interior door. <laughs> Whatever. I do what I want. I do what I want. But the peephole, with the piece that I don't have to cut down, the peephole is slightly off centered. The part that I am going to cut down makes the peephole dead center. Um, and then the height of it, there's a little bit of a bottom that I I, I kind of have to fix a little bit. So cutting that off. So the things that I have to do to make it fit the interior door actually are going to be beneficial for the door. But I keep thinking like, I don't want to do anything with it. I just want to polish it, paint it and have it. I guess I would have to exchange my exterior door, but I, I mean, I can do that, but I'm not gonna. So I don't know. It's just, I just have it here for decoration right now. <laughs> Only when I do the live stream. All right, let's take a look at the questions. Okay, so Kavi Deepak asked, when can I buy a house? You can buy a house whenever you want. I can't tell you what to do. So if you want to rephrase the question into when will you, um, that's different. Again, a medium or a psychic can't tell you what you should or shouldn't do. If you want that individual to tell you what you should and shouldn't do, I would assume that you're asking that individual because you already value their direction because telling somebody what to do is not very psychic at all. <laughs> How psychic would I be if I just told you what to do 
and then you did it. You should go to the grocery store and buy apples. And then you go to the grocery store and buy apples because I told you to. And I go, see how psychic I am? You know what I mean? So we can't tell. And also, we don't want to create the energy. You have all autonomy over your life. You control your life. We're just here sitting in the background. You know, like when you're in like school and you have to answer the math question and the teacher goes, show your work. (laughs) That is what it's like. Like you have to make the choices and do all that. We could get, you know. So when can you buy a house? I don't know. Um, so if you want to ask, when will you buy a house? I get next year. And just and remember that sometimes a prediction doesn't mean it's the best outcome for you. It just means that's the outcome that you're getting. <laughs> that's the outcome that we see. So buying a house, and if I see next year buying a house, doesn't mean that that's the greatest time to buy a house or everything's going to be perfect. You may be buying a house where it's not such a good market or there's going to be challenges. But the question is, do I see you doing that? Yes. And that's why I say, what's the other than it's a fact it's fun, it's entertaining. What could be the benefit of getting a psychic reading? Because you could now hear something today before it happens. Therefore, you have all this time to make choices and look at life differently. Take a look at yourself. Take a look at your surroundings and look at what you're doing and try to make some changes. We as psychic mediums, we love like the, the point we want to be the catalyst of something different in your life. Like we, we're trying to stop you in the intersection before it actually happens. We're saying, oh, that thing, which is not so good, is going to happen. And so we're here. We want like this is what this is where our joy is. We're like, we want to be there to say that's what's going to happen for you. We're giving you that information. So then you'd be like, yeah, OK, if that's the path that I'm on that I'm going to do some work within myself and change things around. And so I don't end that. So then when you come back, you're like, you're like, you say to us, that didn't happen. We're like, yes, <laughs> that's what it is. So I do see a house being bought. Okay. Next question. I went through the process of hiring of Del- Del- Deloitte-, Deloitte today and waiting on the results. Will I get the job? I see a job offer, but I don't know if it's from that company. I see a job offer, but I don't know if it's from that company. I know that sounds like whatever. Okay, I'll tell you what I see. I don't know if the the position that you're going for or the or if there's a position that you're going for a certain thing. I don't know if that works out to you for you, but something else within that company could work out. I do see that there's an opportunity that's going to be offered to you. So she went on to Aishka. Aishka asked that question. Aishka. And then she, Aishka went on to say, the results came out. I didn't get in. I got shortlisted thrice, but couldn't get through the last round. I do see an opportunity being given to you. I'm not sure if it's, it it might not, that type of thing. Okay, and I'm going to try to ask, answer everybody's first question, and then I'll go back to the next. All right. Hold on, I did. Sorry, I clicked the wrong one. (sighs) Again, I'm trying to answer everybody's first question, and then I'll go on to your second questions. That way, it seems a little bit more fair. Should the idea, should Renee Gibbs from Facebook says, should the idea 
I dreamt about last night about starting up a unique business plan be put in place. I can't tell you whether it should be put in place or not. Um, again, I can't tell you guys what to do. You make your own choices. A medium, a psychic likes to watch you make your choices. And then we like to look at the outcome and the ideas that you come to us before. Um, so basically you're saying you had a dream about an idea, um, a unique business plan. Now, if you're having a dream about an idea, particularly a unique business plan, that means there's a part of you that has the the where all the no the no some the you know what I mean to do it. Like it wasn't like you had like you had this idea. So it does exist within you um somewhere. Now, doing a business is a big deal. Like an idea is great and wonderful. But doing a business is more than just the idea. There's a whole bunch of aspects to the business. Um, so this is not a psychic question, but I'm like, go for it. Like, go, go get it, girl. <laughs> all right. And you guys are probably like, oh, she's asking and ans answering all the like, there's a lot of questions that I'm not going to answer because I'm trying to take the little hocus pocus out of a psychic reading and saying there's some logistic to it. So a psychic who's telling you what to, again, I'll say it again, a psychic who tells you what to do, how psychic are they? So when people get readings or say there's free readings, there's this un impression that I want to ask a psychic what I should do. But in reality, that's not really being psychic. So I want people to, um, I want to get rid of that fib, mis misrepresentation. Kimberly Nevada. Hi, Monique. My other half is and I are currently apart. Do you see us getting back together? Do you see a delay in his move by the end of this month, end of this year, early next? I feel like we asked this question in another live. Um, but yeah, here we go. This is she's not asking. She's not asking Kimberly. Kimberly from not Nevada from Nate Facebook is not asking me what she and her partner should do. She's asking me, what do I see? So then she could take possibly if she likes to take the insight that I have and kind of see if it makes sense or see if she wants to move forward to it or, or, you know, different things do, um, my other half and I is currently apart. Do you see us getting back together? I do see you getting it back together. Do you see a delay in his move by the end of this month or next year? Do I see that he's supposed to move and do I see a delay in the move? No. I don't, I don't think I see a delay in the move. It depends on what the timeline is. But do I see him moving early next year? Yes. Or not early next year. Do I see him moving? I do see him moving. And I do see you guys like kind of getting back to get like you guys are going to you say you're currently apart. I do see that there'll be some togetherness again. So Brenda Murray from Facebook asks, I had a mediumship reading. My husband passed three months ago. I also have a terminal illness. Just want to sneak peek in my future. Again, I like, see, this is a, okay, I tend to not like general questions because I'm like, it's so broad. There's a million bajillion things. Just think about how old you are. Like, for example, I'm 40. And if I look back on my life, like even just a 10 years. So if 10 years ago, I asked a medium or a psychic, what was going to happen. And like, that's a lot of shit. That's a lot. Like, you know what I mean? So, and also I think it also another thing I want to show people that when you're, listen, any tips or things that I give you here, 
are also things that are going to help you find a good psychic or help you define what a potentially not a beneficial psychic and what might be beneficial for you. Um, I don't want to get into the talk of like what's a bad psychic versus a good psychic because it, it does come down to perspective. If you ask a question and it doesn't come true, it does not necessarily mean the psychic's bad. But if a psychic's trying to lead you, control you, determine what you should do and those kind of things, then, you know, or if they're trying to manipulate you or take advantage of you, those are kind of things. So, um, so yeah, so when I look at general readings, I'm just like, that's too broad. Like you should, you are coming from a medium. You should have control of what you want to see. Like you are, it's like, think of me as the crystal ball and you come in and you rub it. You're like, I want to see this. I want to see this. Don't put your life in the psychic's hands. Now people say, well, the psychic will be able to pick out whether something significant's happening or whatever, that's the point. That's true. I, I don't knock that that's true. But here, while this is a public platform, it's kind of like if I see something that I feel is significant for you, I still should be, there should still be a level of permission before I give you that information. You know what I mean? Like there's sometimes ignorance is bliss. And it's not to say that I would hide anything, but it's sometimes it's like, you know, you're, you, when you say think about your future, you could be thinking about just like your kids, your family. And then I could tell you something that's like seemingly irrelevant, but anyways, but I digress. So <laughs> that's why I like focus readings because it's up to you. You see, you control it's your life. If if you don't have the question to ask, then it's insignificant. Um, so take it in your future, Brenda. I do see like a gathering, a gathering that you're going to um be a part of. It does feel very warm and nice, and it does feel very unique. Like it looks like some like like um close family. So like a, like you know how you would say like Christmas, but it doesn't look like it's gonna be Christmas. It looks like it's like an like an event like that you guys are gonna plan together, and it's very it feels very symbolic, almost like maybe there's gonna be a um like a what do you call that like a a tribute or like a a mem a, a memorial. Or, or like maybe not a memorial, but like something. So I, I see that. Um, I do see a lot in your future, like your perspective. And this is me telling you about yourself. But your perspective seems to be very. There's a there's a. This is gonna sound so cliche, but this is what happens when you don't ask specific questions. There's there there shows to be a type of um. Like, you're gonna take things more easier, like. Things won't bother you as much. And I know that sounds like advice. Like after you've been through so much, you'd be like, oh, and think, no, I think literally like things just, you just feel like things won't bother you, man. You're going to be at like a little bit sense of peace and uh, like an extra bit of wisdom. I think that your life changes in a way that you become very more, not that you are closed minded, but very more open minded in a sense that I'm seeing you be in a situation where like, other people are having issues or whatever, and they come to you and you're like the Yoda. 
not not like you're giving them, but you're just just things just don't fall heavy on you. So if you've had a challenging life, I'm seeing that there's some peaceful days ahead, boy. And McGill, McGill from YouTube asked, McGill de Morio, Morio, Morio asked, will I ever move? I want to stay right where I am. Oh, yeah, I do see a move. Well, clearly, if there's a move that you would be reluctant to do so, but I actually see that this move won't feel like they're like where you're moving to. There's some excitement about it. That'd be like, like, I'd say better, but like, there's some like, like, I don't feel if you're worried about a tragic move or a difficult move or whatever, I feel like there's a light, there's an interesting twist that this move is going to be like, oh my gosh, okay, that's actually good. It looks like somebody's, you're being offered something and it's really good. Okay, Sheila Hall Smith from Facebook says, my mother passed away last month, August 17th, and I'm still grieving for her. I don't want to live because she's not here with me. I took care of my mother for years. Oh my gosh, Sheila. Like, and this is where I take personal offense to people saying their psychic reading and then would want to feel like through psychic services that they can rectify this grieving process. Like it's the, it's horrible. Like it's like, it's, there's, there's no, like, of course you're having such a hard time. This is not like, this is, of course, this is so difficult. I completely empathize with what you're going through. Your mother and you took care of her for years, so you were that bond. is It's a shock to the system. Um, I hope that you're getting any kind of support with the grieving process that you may need, whether it's to speak to a doctor and even just like a family doctor or a clinic or someone that is like designed and and help can help you through that. And also know that whew, I'm here. Like we are. I don't, I don't know what benefit or how this would help, but if anything, just being here on this live stream, this is what we're here for to, to just, so you're not, you're not going through this alone. My goodness, Sheila, like, hmm. well, I'm glad that you're here and that you shared this story. There are so many people who like, they lose like someone like a mother or a parent or a child. And they they get upset with the grieving part. Like they're like, I'm still sad. I'm still sad. Like I should be. No. Well, here you go sharing how like it, it's still taking you this long. And and in my understanding, it's not like you wake up one day and it's gonna feel better. Like you're gonna be okay with it. It's not. It's just that Monday turns into Tuesday. Tuesday turns into Friday, Friday turns into next month, next month turns into next year. And during that time, when days are changing or whatever, there's things that are happening. So the experience of grieving and, and the loss, you know, but because Monday turns into Wednesday, 
that Monday something happened, Tuesday something happened, Wednesday something happened. And there will be interesting things, even small, tiny, large brand that happen. And then Wednesday turns into Friday. So that means there's Wednesday, Thursday. And then so so it's like life gets filled with so many other things because it keeps going on. So then there's a little bit of a counterbalance. There's a little, little bit of like, you know, okay, well, I did this. And um, it's all about you, Sheila, like all about you. You you take care of you. If you want to lay in bed all day, lay in bed. If you want to go for a walk that day, whatever. But um, I hope that you're getting the support that you need. And I hope that whatever whatever brought you here today to add some little light i hope you got it like i hope you know what i mean even just being here and being around people um i hope that helped all right so whoop, whoop, i'm seeing it whoop, okay so yeah so death is 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 it's ridiculous it's ridiculous it's ridiculous it's ridiculously hard it's not and it's not just hard because you feel sad it literally is like you can you can you know what i mean you can blame it on your body and your mind and you can say my brain still has it so the longer it, your brain has a pattern and has a system and it has a and there's a reward the longer it's going to take these things are it's 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 not natural, <laughs> you know. Um, so bless your heart. Thank you for sharing that. I've had a lot of loss in my life as well. Um, a lot of loss, like some some losses that were like, okay, we were somewhat prepared. Like you're never prepared, but I had some losses where like we understood. And we, you know, went through the motions and some losses that were like, what, what that like, this didn't. So the trauma. It's, it's just, it's just, it's just like. I don't want to compare. I'm doing this for myself, so it's not like I'm doing this, but I don't want to compare death to like, just like an injury. But, you know, when they say when you break a bone, the bone will fused back but that bone grows a little bit larger or thicker or sometimes not it's like that it's like trauma and loss is something that it's like you're for, it's forever different so how do you like you know what i mean like how do you it, it's it's listen we're here and that's again where i want that if you lost someone and you're seeking a mediumship reading i want to make sure that you're in a place where you can accept whatever the heck the medium is going to say, and that we're not at a place where we're dependent on that because we naturally are. When I lost my per my person, as much as I'm sharing this with you guys and telling you guys whatever, I still did this because it was just like natural, but I did remember and I reeled it back and I said, okay, I'm going to lay in the bed for five days. Like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not get up. I'm gonna Maybe take that one walk or I'm going to hire somebody to do my laundry for me because I can't do it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to eat all the chocolate, you know. So, um, yeah, I just want to do that. I mean, 
while there was a little funny thing on my street, I walked down the street this morning, like a couple mornings ago, and my neighbors already have out their Halloween stuff, like already have like a full cemetery on their lawn, like full. They they have the they have the witches, the cobwebs, everything. I'm like already. But then I walked into the stores, and I'm like, the stores already have Halloween. Like, gosh, I forget how fast this comes. I'm like, I'm gonna get in it too. But with the death of the matriarch, the monarchy, the head of the monarchy, and different things, I, I wanted to. I, I I've always thought about having this kind of live talking about how I fear for the psychic community when it comes to mediumship. And I know there's mediums on TV and they do medium things or whatever. But remember, that's a TV show, so everybody involved is prepared for that episode that you know that publication that you know what i mean that thing in your own personal life when you're struggling with grieving you you know what i mean it, it, it are you, when you're seeking a medium you're not really seeking a show you get what i'm trying to say so we just want to be prepared okay nice to meet you renee nice to meet you um kenny Tantum, I did answer your question. So no, and I actually answered your question. I think you asked about five. You asked me about moving into a house and I answered that. So you are able to listen to this back on the replay. You are able to listen to this back on the replay. And also I can't determine who's a female and who's not. So that's a stereotype we don't want to get into. Um, we may see a feminine name, but we can't assume that person is is a female. Um, but I answered your question. So, all right. You are very welcome. Nice to meet you too. Sheila continued with the doctors trying to help, help calm me with nerve medicine. It does seem to calm, but I still, I've got, listen, listen, you want to watch my, my live stream a couple of days ago with my, my anxiety and my challenges with medications. I, the medications help. I am blessed for the medication, but I still had to work. And I know I, I have that too. Like I was like hoping that I would have meds, medication, and it would just like, whew, like, you know what I mean? Like if I have a headache, I take an ibuprofen and it helps. And I'm like, oh, I don't have a headache. I was hoping that would help with anxiety, but it didn't quite work that way either. It did take the edge off. And it took the edge off for me to continue and do things in my life. But yeah, when the, oh, you know, that moment you're just like walking or doing the dishes and that sadness or the anxiety, hit, oh, girl, I know, I know the times, but I, I, you know, I'm not a doctor, so don't whatever. But me personally, I've learned because I've been the person who'd be like, as soon as that hits that, like, whether it's the sadness or the anxiety, I like, I'm like, no. No, you won't. And I like fight through it. But that hasn't, I've learned that I have to like drop down on the ground and like, like, like I have to, like, I just submit to it. And it's not because I'm so smart and I know it's because I realized <laughs> that when I submit to it, I get through it faster. Again, I, it's not like, this is not advice. I'm just saying that sometimes it's like when I just like wail out and just like give up and, I'm not cooking dinner. Everybody's eating cereal and candy for dinner. Like I'm not doing anything. I, I, I like, I like, I just, I just give up. Like I just, and I just relax, like lie in the bed and whatever. It, it, I get through it faster. 
yeah. Breath work has helped my anxiety so much. I've always, okay, breath work is so real. But isn't that like the thing that everybody says? Oh, breathe through it, breathe through it. So then you think like, mm, breathe through it. But no, I like how you wrote breath work. Because there's a difference between saying, oh, you're having anxiety or you're feeling that grief or you're feeling that pain and to say, breathe, 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 right? That that doesn't always work for me. But when I think of it, breath work, it gives me like, yeah, breath work. And I have to, I actually, you know what, you should send me some of what the breath work that you're doing because I haven't nailed down breath work exercises well I have there's the one where you like breathe and then hold it is that right and then let it go like you inhale and then you hold it and then you let it go but um I guess all what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of things that will help and I think we want to I know for myself I it's it's a the hardest part of getting through anxiety for me it's not the actual activity. It's not the breath work or the med. It's like me remembering, oh, yeah, this is actually a normal thing. <laughs> like, because every time it comes, I want to reject it. But every time I have to remember, oh, no, wait a minute. I did just suffer a loss. You know, like, why would I ever be thinking I'm going to be normal? That's what helps. Because once I say that, like, once I, like, surrender to him, like, oh, yeah, I am. I am a mess today. I do have. OCD. Like, why would I ever think that would be normal for me? Then it, it gives me room to just kind of like be a part of it. I guess it's also the thing of um, mother yourself or take care of yourself the way you would take care of a loved one. And I know if my daughter or my partner or anybody in my life is having anxiety, I don't tell them to get over it. <laughs> I'm like bringing the tea. I'm like getting the abs. You know, I'm calling the doctor. I'm doing all that. But when it comes to myself, I don't. So I try to think of myself that way. Yeah. Um. Miguel says, well, what is hidden in my wall become a blessing or a curse? Miguel, Miguel Di Mario, Morio. I'm like making up however I say that. I apologize. I'm pretty sure there's a way, but these are usernames, so I'm going to do my best. Will what is hidden in my wall become a blessing or a curse? I don't see anything hidden in the wall. So maybe I just don't see it. Um, I don't see anything hidden in the wall. Um, for me, if I let the feeling wash over me, cry it out, I heal faster to let it go. Yeah. And I mean, it's so it's like how many times I've had a therapist or a doctor or even anybody or YouTube people or gurus say that. But it just does not register in my head because I guess I have such a control over myself or want to think. I'm like, no, because if I cry, it's never going to end. Like, I'm, like I'm going to cry for 10 years. Like, if I open these floodgates, it's never going to end. So there's a control. So then once I did, not intentionally, but once I did, just it just came out. And once it was done, it was done. And I was like, Jesus. Now, I did cry for like two or three days, which was still longer than I wanted to. You know, I'm like, I need five minute cry done. Like, you know, 
And again, I didn't say, oh, I'm going to cry it out. I just, it was like one of those where you can't even like, I don't know, the the gate broke, like my boundary broke and it just went, ah, and it lasted three days. But when it was done, I was like, huh. And I remember even myself trying to think about it and trying to provoke something because I'm like, there's no way I'm still over. No, I, yeah, I guess I'm done. <laughs> so ah, I'm going with that. We'll see. We'll keep trying that one. We'll see if it works. And Miguel, Miguel wrote, thanks. That must mean it's safe since you don't see it. I don't see any dangers. I do see some anxiety, but I don't see any dangers. So hopefully that helps, Miguel. Good. Um, it's so it's so simple, but it's so complicated in my head. Absolutely. But that's always it. It's the most simplest things that we overcomplicate, or in my case, just refuse it. Like I just I really I just refuse it. And that's why it gets complicated. I'm I'm refusing it. That's why it gets complicated, but um, feel your feelings. And I mean, me as a psychic medium, I should be the first to be like, no, let your feelings out. So how could I be a psychic medium when I'm reserving that? But again, I'm human too. I could dish it. <laughs> I could read all of y'all. I could read myself too, but I'm still a human. I'm still going to have human experience. I'm no greater. Some of you guys have better healing things than me. Or if you were to come in my life, you'd be like, what the heck? <laughs> like you're a mess or, or maybe you'll be like, oh, you're good at that. Oh, whatever. I'm still a human. I have just chosen to use something that I'm passionate about an aspect of myself to hopefully provide it to other people, but you have it too. Um, sorry, I had to jump off for a second. Has my question. Oh, Rangimari Rui. Hold on. Let me, let me look. All right, here we go. Here's your question. Oh, and I'm seeing all the other questions. Sorry, I kind of made a gap, but I'm getting your questions again. And Renee, I see your question and the redaction, the correction. All right. Um, will I get my Tennessee renewed? I don't think they want to. I think I think there's going to be a issue like I feel like there's some resistance into renewing these things. I'm seeing a resistance to having this thing renewed and I'm seeing that it it it, it looks like it's going to be a not a fight. I don't want to use the word fight, but it looks like there's some resistance to getting this thing renewed, which means to me that it can be renewed or possibly should be renewed. Like there's a there's a way like it can be renewed. Like it doesn't look like it's like a black and white decision. It looks like this thing is supposed to be renewed and then people are doing some things or there's going to be some things are said or some things that are going to be hidden. I would say keep your eyes peeled for proper information, validation of information, accuracy of things within this process. I know that sounds like advice, but it's because the the words that I have for you is that they don't want it to be renewed. So think of it this way. Let's say I want to do something. I want to buy candy at the store and the store does not want to sell it to me. Doesn't mean that I can't get my candy. (laughs) 
I may, there may be things that I need to do or things, whatever, but there's a difference between saying they will not sell it to me versus they don't want to. Um, and sometimes people in positions of authority take advantage of that. Like when somebody of authority says, I don't want to do something and they're of authority, it kind of gives the implication that they won't. But if they're, if yeah, anyways, I could go on and on. We could talk privately about that, but that's the most I'll say about that. Um, so basically, if it doesn't get renewed, it might, it might end up being a mutual choice of whether this thing gets renewed or not. Like you, you might not want it renewed or you might choose other options. I think some there's some hidden options presented to you. We could talk. We could talk. We could talk. And she said, okay, she said, thank you, but that, that does make sense. Okay, we, we could talk. There's some things that we don't want to say publicly here. <laughs> um, so I'd be mindful. Chandra, how long will I be at my current, my current day job? Okay, I get October, and I know we're in September, so that's weird. But hold on. I get October. Hold on. I get, I get, I get, I get, I get October. <laughs> I was trying to understand why I get October, but it's like, I keep, whatever. Okay. I get October. The thing, Sandra, mm. I get October. It looks like there's something to be switched over. There's some changes happening. There's some that. I, I don't know. It, it's not like it feels completely mutual, but it kind of does. But it looks like something's coming to an end, but it looks like something can start again. I know. I feel like I'm not giving you guys very conclusive answers, but I get October. Chandra, I don't know if that makes sense. You may be like, what? October? Why? But that's what I feel. All right, and then my mom passed away. Oh, okay, I get. Okay, this is the one where you were redacted. Okay, I never heard anything right, but that's why I needed to try. You were. Listen, we'll figure it out together. My mom passed. Oh, listen, you, you, you feel you haven't heard anything right, but yeah, I can't read right. Hold on, Renee Gibbs from Facebook says my mom passed almost a year ago, October 12th. I had to make the medical decision from 2,000 miles away. Did I make the right decision to let her cross? Well, I mean, I, but this is where you said you wanted to word the question. I didn't word the question, but you got what I'm trying to say. I never word anything right, she says, but that's what I needed to try. No, I, I think, I think, um, Is it better over there and will I be with you again? Is it better over there? There's no difference than there and here. Hold on. I'm 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 double downing. I'm trying to do two things at the same time. No, because I feel like Renee, I think what you're I think what's hap what I understand to be happening is that 
there's a couple there's a couple layers of this one who the heck wants to make that decision you know what i mean it's not like a decision where like you're like like you know what i mean like there's a there's a a, a cheer squad that's like yeah this is the right decision. like you know what i mean even if even if for whatever the circumstances everybody's unique that this is the best decision for you and your family like and and everybody knows that they're still not a cheerleading squad the same do it you know what i mean um when if it, okay this is not a psychic answer but hopefully this helps so if if you're even being presented with the idea because you are not forgive me for using this word you are not the executioner okay you are not the person making you know what I mean? Like literally doing the choice. So that means somewhere in this process, someone of some, I don't want to say authority, but some knowledge or some something, right? You know what I mean? Like you were presented with this choice. That means that I wouldn't give you a choice if it wasn't, if there was, you know what I mean? If one option was absolutely more better than the other, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, if there was no water bottles at the store, any store, I couldn't give her, my daughter, the option of which water bottles she would make, right? But there's clearly, it's an option. So you may feel, did I do the right decision or whatever? But what I'm trying to say is that it's one of those things where a decision, either decision would have been like needed to be made. So if if one was going to be worse than the other, then it wouldn't be an option. Right? You understand? Um, there's always things to consider. So like um it's like if you if you do this, this and this will have to take place. If you do this, this and this will have to take place. So if you take away the do this and you look at all the things that have to take place, that's kind of where the nuances of these kind of choices make sense, right? Um, if you didn't make the choice, then these are the way you would be living. And these are the things that you would have to take on if you did, you know what I'm trying to say? So while I can't answer that question, it's not a really a psychic question. Like I can't tell you whether, like, I don't, I don't, I don't have that law. Like I don't have that. You know what I mean? I don't control life and you don't control life in that say you were making a decision based on those kind of things. So hopefully when you think of that and when you struggle with that, you can think to yourself that. Some, there was decisions that was already made before me. I'm the one who confirmed what kind of outcome, whatever. I, I, it's, it's a tricky way to say it because of what we're talking about. And I don't want to use examples to nullify or, you know what I mean? Like Comparing this to my daughter using a water bottle is not very good. But I was only doing that because I'm trying to give in a context anyways. Um... And then Brenda asks, is it better over there, over where? When people, in my theory, people who passed are still right here. They're, they're still on earth. They're still here. They're just not experiencing earth the way you are. They're experiencing earth on emotional, intuitive level. They're just not, they, they don't have to wait in the gas station line. They can be still frustrated about it they can be 
upset about it or whatever. They just don't have to do the physical thing. So it's still there. Think of it like there's a, there's a, there's air in this world and there's also steam. Steam, you could see. Air, you can't. Um, so better over there. They're not, they didn't go, in my theory, they didn't go anywhere. So if when somebody's saying, is it better over there or better over there? It's really, it's really about like, I have to physically do these things and I'm having a hard time, but emotionally I'm having a hard time. So it's not, it's not, it's not like one place is, it's not different. Your loved ones are still energetically here. They're just not physically here. So if you're challenged, you know, that, that's how I see it. Um, when, when we say, oh, are they more happier there? I mean, if I didn't have to walk, oh my gosh, because the walk for school pickup is down the street where there's no shade. And it's like, sometimes the sun and it's just like all concrete and it's hot. If I didn't have to physically walk <laughs> down that path, I'd be a better woman. If I could just energetically be there somehow emotionally pick her up and emotionally support her as she comes home and protects her. Sure. Um, no, what I'm trying to say is that in my theory, they're not somewhere else. They just don't have a, they're just not experiencing our life physically. So if somebody's saying like, is it better? It's just really saying like, I don't want to experience life physically, but you'll still have the same emotions and feelings and all those kind of things. You might have a different perspective. But you can also have choose to have that different perspective while having a physical body. So I don't have to wait at the gas station line, which will make my legs tired and I have back pain. So it will make so physically it's it's a it's a problem. Emotionally, I might not mind. I can look on my cell phone. I can watch TikTok. I can listen to live streams. I might not mind. So is it better? to experience it emotionally or is it better to experience it physically? Things can be different. Um, and that's how I see it. And that's why we can still communicate um, with things. That's how we communicate with our loved ones in the past, which brought us to the question, how do you receive your immediate messages? The same way I receive message, same way I receive communication over somebody who's living. It's just, mediumship messages for me are less well Sandra I'm just going to use in terms that because I know Sandra's Sandra's a reader on here too who does a different style so for me it's less clairvoyant um and more more um clairsentient and clairaudient um not full clairaudient but pretty clairaudient that's how I get my mediumship messages. It's like a conversation. Um, it's kind of like a conversation with my eyes closed. Um, so it's more of like what I feel and like the words that I'm hearing and like how, like that feeling. Yeah, I actually don't get too much. I When I'm connecting to the individual. So if somebody says, can you connect to Aunt Lucy Lou? Um, I will start to get a visual image of Lucy Liu, um, of what she looks like, but I don't get her like acting things that like, I don't get her doing that. Like, I, you know, I don't want to get it too far, but I'm wondering 
And Chandra, I'm wondering if that's because she does not have a physical body. So therefore, I, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, I, I won't see things she's doing physically. I sometimes get motions, like, but then that's not really like I'm seeing it. Like, I'll get like, um, I had one client and I kept getting this. Like this feeling, but that's how it felt to me. Like I wasn't like I was seeing it, but I kept getting this like feeling like like this. And they explained that the person that was a subject of the reading um, would pet her like a cat often. And she hated it <laughs> when she was younger. Um, but I didn't actually see that. That was just a feeling that I got. But. Anytime I get a feeling, it turns into images, but I don't get images first the way I do in certain things. Like if somebody asks me about a job, I will get an image first before sometimes even get a feeling. So that's interesting. Ah, something that I could think about on my own. Yeah. That, um. Any clear audience for mediumship? Claire audience, Claire audience. I don't know if I'm saying it, but but Claire, like I hear. That's what I meant for mediumship. Like I, I like I'll like I'll hear like internally hear a conversation. So um, you know how let's say you're having a let's say you had a conversation with your husband or your partner or your kid or whatever, right? Yesterday, and so now you're thinking of that conversation, so you're hearing it but I'm not hearing it externally. Like I don't hear, well, my head will turn, but that's just like neurological for me with, with like the tick that I have. But I, I will hear it internally in my head more so than if I am reading a live person. And for me, sometimes that's the only way I would know if the person that I'm reading is alive or, or, or deceased. There's, there's lots of times where somebody's asking me about something. Yes, like my thoughts almost but it's like a running dialogue, like a running conversation. And um, sometimes it's happened where like I'm reading someone and I, I will ha like, sometimes I'll ask like, is this person deceased or alive? Are they living or alive? Because it's, it's energy, especially when they're not. But that's one thing for me that will help define because I won't get visuals of that person who's deceased. Um, I'll get a words, I'll get feelings. But me, in any time of my life, words and feelings create images. Whereas when I'm being clairvoyant, I get images first and then I watch it. Like, so I'll get images that I, I feel that I'm not making up. Like, I'll get images like a movie. Like, clarity is like literally in my head. It's like turning on Netflix and I'm watching it and I'm trying to explain with no subtitles, no words. Nothing. It's like explaining a picture book. And I get that more for when people are alive. But when it's the opposite, it, it is. But I, 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 I know that. But this is the first time that I've actually talked and broke it down to like completely understand about myself. You know, sometimes the things you just do, but you don't really question it too much. This is the first time. So thank you for that interest. And then your brain will tell you, right? Yes. Like, yes. Like, how do we explain that? Like, I, I want science to really catch up with the psychic community. So then I can have like science words because sometimes like there is no science word. How do you call what do you is there a word for like internal thoughts? But they're not my thoughts. 
Yeah, I think you get it. Um, hi, Lisa. Welcome. Yeah. So almost like thoughts. I guess the reason why I'm refraining from thoughts, because for me, my thoughts are active and they're um, intentional. Like I'll go, well, all of us, but that's how I break up thoughts because I'll go, hmm, I want to go to the Walmart today. But I won't say that out loud. I'm just saying that for you. So that would be thought. And I'll go. You know, that's what I call thought. When I'm picking up or receiving information, it's like a conversation that's literally happening inside my head, but I know it's not out like I can tell the difference. Um, not whatever to bring this in, but for like, not for example, but a person who suffers from schizophrenia or suffers from auditory hallucinations will perceive those thoughts. Those, that is outside their head. Like they actually hear a sound that they have to turn to or they'll be looking for, like they'll hear a knocking, they'll be looking for that. Me, it's not like, it's that, but I know it's not external. So that, that's some, that's some <laughs> complicating things for you. Yes, internal dialogue. I think the word is internal dialogue. I think that's what it is. I don't, I guess I just didn't really know, but yeah, inter it's internal dialogue. Yeah, because internal dialogue can be different from thoughts. Yeah. We're going to have to look that up. I'm going to I'm going to have so much to research tonight. I'm going to research and type in my Google. What is the definition of thoughts? What's the psycho psychological term for thoughts? What is the scientific term for thoughts? What are the neurons actions related to thoughts? Like I'm, I'll be doing that all night cuz like I'm very interested in now. It's like separating your thoughts. Yes. Yes. So the things that my thoughts are things that I'm putting out, even if it's just in myself. And when I'm receiving information, it's the things that just come to me that I did not intentionally try to think of. Um, and that's when I was saying earlier, I was like tips and tricks <laughs> to connect with people who've passed on. Sending your communication is one thing. But the, the, what I think is a little bit more of a challenge would be receiving because especially if it's a loved one or whatever it is that we're going through, we attach fear and anxiety and then we kind of want to tailor what we hear to what whatever. So if I have a question for my girlfriend who passed or about a guy I'm dating or something, right? Like, what do you think about this guy? And I'm anxious about it. Um. I have to remind myself, wait, no, this is not a time to ask her that, or this is not a time to do that. So I'll just table that question like, oh, I'm dating this guy. I want to know what she thinks of him. I'll table that for a time after the date or whenever I'm just in my life and I'm not as anxious about it. And then I will go back and remember these are the things that I want. So that way it's a little bit more that, like allowing things to come in instead of me thinking, oh, she probably thinks this or she'll probably think this just yeah, quieting the mind and letting it, you know, whatever. And that's where like, you know, meditation happens when people meditate and they start thinking about all the things and they think that they're supposed to not think. And no, when you meditate, the idea is that you just, you don't judge what comes in and what goes out. Priya. Priya, hello. Hi, Lisa. I hope you're enjoying this too. Priya, Priya from YouTube says, what does S feel about me now? I have broken up with him. <gasps> oh, gasp. 
I haven't used those in a while. What? Okay. Um. Okay. What does? Okay. Hold on. Let me get back on track. That totally distracted me. What does S feel about you? A little bit of like, like. Okay, a little bit. Not on the scale of like ten being super offensive, and offended, and one being not offended. I think it's about a three. There's a little bit of like a, and also like a feeling of like doesn't feel you're right for doing that. <laughs> not that he could judge you, but there's a feeling of like, no, this is, this isn't right. But at the same time, feels like, kind of feels not blindsided, not blindsided, not like, whoa, didn't see it coming, but kind of feels like unprepared for that. I don't know if anybody's ever prepared for a breakup, but kind of feels that way. So that's what they're feeling about that. What do they feel about you? They just have a, okay, remember, what I read about someone else, I'm not justifying, I'm not agreeing with this behavior, I'm not disagreeing with this behavior, I'm just articulating this behavior. You, as a person getting the reading, you have authority to hate that behavior, dislike it, or like it. Like, it's your life. I don't, right? Um, But I feel the perception right now, how they feel about you, they feel like you make bad choices, or they're questioning your whole entire pur- like purpose like who you are um it seems very negative but it's it's also like that's how they feel from the breakup like that's how they feel they feel like again they don't feel blindsided but they be, feel a little like i guess the words would be like what that's dumb or whatever or no that's not a problem with us or you shouldn't feel that way and then they walk around like, oh, well, she's not thinking right or that kind of thing. So not like a horrible judgment of you. Just, yeah, it just feels like you, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. And her, um, Priya's response is, yes, it's his view. He can be the hero. It's his narrative. Yeah, it kind of has like a, yeah. We can we can try to be authority over other people's feelings, but in reality, we we never can. We could say that's silly, but you know, in reality, you know. Hi, Todd. Welcome, welcome. Wonderful to see you here too. I am about to leave soon. I've been on here. So, again, to wrap up, thank you guys for hanging out. We did talk how to communicate with ghosts. Oh, and I just want to say about ghosts. I only put the word in ghosts just to make my title. For this live seem a little you know fun and interesting but i don't actually use the word ghost unless i'm being silly um a ghost i think represents something like a paranormal activity something that's scaring somebody or haunting and i think we we i think the deceased and their energy deserves more like just because i don't have a physical body and i'm only a spiritual body doesn't mean i'm going to run around haunting people like i'm still me like you know so i only use ghosts to kind of inflame that um but in the sight of do i believe in paranormal or perceive paranormal activity not yet i have never witnessed any or perceived or even when people come to me with paranormal activity have i had that i'm not saying it doesn't exist but i'm i always say it's two different worlds it's asking air or energy that we can't see to interact with energy that we can see. Now, while that can happen, 
it's it's kind of like I feel paranormal activity is an understanding that both are there's no there's no delineation. Um, so so basically, when I die, I don't I I'm still I'm still physical and can do physical things. But I think that negates me as a person and say no, I my physical body's there. I'm still powerful emotionally, intuitively. Like you don't have to make me more than I am. Like it, it's okay. So that's where I kind of have take issue with paranormal activity, but I've never seen it. But I mean, in the science of it and the fact that can energy influence matter? Absolutely. Um, so I, I, I understand that and I see that, but I also come from the intention. If I'm a deceased person and I'm just energy, what is my intention when it comes to Flicking on the light switch <laughs> or moving items around. Like, what is my intention? What am I trying to do? And sometimes the intention is to communicate with my living loved ones. But there is a greater, more speedy, more non scary for the loved ones way to communicate with them. So I wouldn't, you know what I mean? It, it comes to intention. So let's say an energetic body who no longer has a physical body and is called deceased in our language can move things around. Sure. But I'm like, why, what would be the motivating factor of that? Just to mess around with people. But if you're just energy and your intention is to just mess around with somebody, then that would articulate that you have a limited mind of who you are because if you're energy, you would understand that you could influence people energetically. You understand? So that's where I, you know, I, I'm at with ghosts. Um, but yeah, I, when I use the term ghost, I mean like a living person I could use the word ghost for. In Jamaica, we have a word like for ghosts. It's called duppy. And you could call somebody who's living, not a person who's died. Like duppy means ghost, but you could, it's a phrase where you can call like a living person a duppy if they're like bothering you or haunting you or bothering you. It's just like, they're just like a duppy or they're just, they're just like, you know? So that's where I use it. So that's where the context of that. I want to explain that um, so people could understand the non paranormal in that way activity of this. Um, so, yeah. So there, you can play back the beginning if you just want to hear what I have to say about how to communicate with your loved ones or what that's about or what I feel. Remember, these are all my, I, I believe these things, but they're also my theories. There's no way for me to scientifically prove this as fact. So therefore, I'm inviting you into my world and my understanding. And you can also have your world and understanding. So I'm not a psychic saying this is how it actually is. You have to. I'm saying this is my world and this is my understanding. This is what I perceive and this is what I experience. All right. So thanks for hanging out. Um, hold on. I just had to block a spammer. Sorry, guys. They they kind of get in when I'm off in those talks and they kind of just like. Um, hold on. Let me follow up with some of the things you guys are saying. I've been hearing and seeing what I think is external, 
but not and screaming because it's so startling at first. Feels like I'm going crazy. So what I'm I'm not a doctor, but when I okay, so how do I how do I start? There okay, so if okay, so oh there's a lot. Okay. So Chandra, let's say you experience you heard something and it and it felt external, right? That's a true experience for you. That is not like I like no one can say you did not like you literally like you, you know what I mean? It's a true experience for you. Okay? Um so the the uh, medically the mind is an interesting thing but there there you know when you hear something some, you feel like you hear your name but nobody calls your name we all have ex- many of us have experienced that right no one can say to me that i didn't have that experience they can say well i'm the only one in the room and i didn't do it right so that's again going back to your you can have an experience that can't be validated but it does not make the experience disappear for you okay so that's one part of that so if you're hearing feeling that you're hearing something external um that's an experience that's an ex- that's a real experience that's it that's that's enough you could just say i felt like i you can even say i'm not sure but that's what you're experiencing that's enough that doesn't need to be like you actually have, unless you're lying, but you're not, you know what I mean? Because it's your own experience, right? So taking in that, okay, so would to 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 define on, is that a, a spirit speaking to me externally? Is it not? We would have to break down your understanding of that because if somebody believes something, they're going to have experiences related to that. If you don't believe something, you're not going to have experiences related to that, right? So if you're hearing an external sound, right? Like, for example, again, I'll go back to um, people who have auditory hallucinations like schizophrenic or whatever, right? They, you can have a person who's schizophrenic that is not spiritual and doesn't have a theory of energy deceased and energy and spirits and things they don't have that but they will still hear something external or feel they hear something external they have that experience it's a real experience what they contribute it to might be oh my gosh i'm having hallucinations i need to see a doctor or oh my gosh people out in my you can't see them but there's other people there and and they're talking to me right they can have that's a true experience so you can't you wouldn't say to a schizophrenic person oh you're crazy because you're hearing things you're saying oh you're having that experience how do you feel about that experience is it terrifying for you is it uncomfortable is it is it something you want to get rid of is it that type of thing right so and that would be so again because let's say we're all intuitive but we're intuitive different ways I'm not very clear audience, like I was explaining, like it's internal dialogue where I've met some mediums who articulate that they actually hear it as if it's like somebody is lit, like 
they couldn't tell the difference whether it's someone sitting next to them or not if their eyes were closed. Um, so that is something that they are having that experience. But does it, how do I say? Not that we're trying to create things, but does it make sense to, you know what I mean? So if you're hearing things, something external, and you were like, I'm not sure what that is. Basically, what I'm saying is that's the activity to explore that and then try. Don't make an assumption about it. Don't say, oh, it's spirits or it's that. Like, just explore it and see. And if and all the time, I always say, um, this is just like my bottom line. If you're having any psychic experience, spiritual experience, and it scares you, it's most likely not. <laughs> it's most likely not. It's most likely not. Now, something can make you uncomfortable. Like, I'm not always uncomfortable that I pick up things about people, especially people that I don't know too well. I don't want to, I don't, I always feel uncomfortable because it's like, I feel like I know something and then whatever. And then it's, it's just uncomfortable. Does it scare me? No. Um, so anxiety mixed with like, so, and the reason why I say if it scares you, it's probably not a spiritual experience because fear creates a whole bunch of stuff that, you know what I mean? That's what fear is. Fear is to get you alert and get you paying it. Like it, it, it amplifies things in a way, right? When you are calm, meditated, and all those things, you receive everything and it won't be scary because you know what you're receiving. So when you're calm and you're meditating, you're calm and you're receiving words, a conversation from whatever, you already know that. Like you already know that, so it won't. So fear is because there's something unknown. And so if your intuitive and your morals and your values are not aligned with your experience, that means it's something unknown to you. So I would say, like explore it a little bit more. Like, don't judge it. Just like, oh, I heard that again. Write it down. Write it down. Write down the time. Write down what you heard. Like, you know what I mean? Just explore it. So, um, like somebody would say, I'm hearing um dead people talk to me. I, I wouldn't. I I don't. I would. I couldn't be like, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> I don't. They didn't talk to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. And she said, it's not scary. It's more like it startled me because I come out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. I, and again, I don't have an experience. You're having an experience I don't have. So I don't have something I can go. But maybe let me think of things that were startled me in my life. And I'll say this and I'm, I'm you know, I don't like talking about this. So I'll say it, and then I'm going to leave. <laughs> but when I see a potential passing, before it happens, not in a reading, just in life. Um, like I get, I get clairvoyance of a passing before it happens. Those, that, that was something that, again, the experience didn't scare me, but it startled me. And it was something that like, I, I don't, yeah. So maybe I'm relating a little bit or it's like something that you're experiencing. That's like, what the heck? Like, why would I, why, what is that? <laughs> what the heck is that? But I can say what I did there. I was. um forced to well I went the route that many do I started asking other readers I started looking for you know a, a mentor a spiritual mentor I did all of that and then I realized I need to just figure out me for a second I need to figure out what like what is it me like is it me like what is it why why is it 
And then when I got there, I understand. So, um, ooh, I'm so excited. I'm excited for Medium Healer. Yeah, let's see what Courtney says. So, Courtney, how do you receive, um, when it's mediumship, how do you receive, hold on, I got to block somebody. How do you receive um, mediumship communication? Is it visual? Is it clairaudient? Is it clairvoyant? Is it clairaudient? Is it just clairsentient? How do you how do you receive that? That's where I am, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember, being intuitive, you're a unique individual, so you're gonna receive intuitive things slightly different. I mean, we have categories, right? We've all cat like we together have categorized certain things, like we've categorized visions as clairvoyant you know what i mean we've kind of but i mean there's some nuances in there right see courtney says clairvoyant never heard a voice interesting interesting and when we say voice courtney because is it okay so i have to differentiate the two i would i've never heard like a pass on person like talk to me as if someone sit in the room i've never heard that but I can hear in like I I pick up internal like it's internal dialogue like what they would be saying what does it feel like what does that kind of stuff so like I I'm I'm with you I've never heard a ghost for the lack of a better word talk to me um Courtney also um recites I feel like being intuitive helps like like I'll connect to a flower or a type of plant or an animal to connect with spirit interesting voice is more tone deaf <laughs> but they but they talk though yeah yeah yes thank you because i didn't know how to explain it. it's like they talk but they don't talk i think that's right and for me the dialogue like okay when i'm receiving it's super fast like even though i'm not hearing it's not like somebody's going like talking super it's just like the amount of information that comes in is so fast that like I have to like turn it into dialogue to like translate it, I guess. Because if it was me, the client would sit down and, and they would ask about the person who who's passed on. And then they would just have a tube hooked up to my head. <laughs> and then all the information would go. And I don't have to do the work of actually like translating it. Um interesting, interesting. I'll be able to know if they have an accent. Interesting. And with and when you're when you're reading the past on person and and you say you're clairvoyant, are you seeing their actions, like seeing them in your in 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 your clairvoyant mind, or is it that you could? Because I don't see their actions clairvoyantly, but I can. If you like the name, well, I can then picture the person. Like I can see their hair color, their face shape, their body. Like I, I see almost like it's like I'll get a still. I won't get a film, if that makes sense. Hmm. Picking up an elderly woman. She's talking about light blue eyes and a pink flower. You see flashes. Of what happened in her life. 
Well, there you go, you guys. That's another example that pass on people are around us. Like they they live among us. They live among us. They just don't have physical bodies. So it it's kind of like what you're tuned into or what what stands out, like what you know what I mean? Like like my neighbors are over there doing their lawn, I think. The other neighbor is over there walking her dog. Like they're around. I can't see them, but they're around doing their thing. So if I start to pay attention to what the neighbor's doing or neighbor, then I'll start to get more information. Then Courtney says, their name helps me see everything of them. But how I explain how I receive messages is like, is, is like fishing, like fishing, millions of fish, but only a few actually catch. Interesting. Yeah. Some same with messages in other view. Yeah. I'm glad you came in here because I mean, it's all about me. I mean, this is my life. I'm talking about me. But sometimes it's good to have like, I want like other like other people to say what they experience because I have my views. But like I always say, I'm a unique individual. So the way I walk is slightly different from another human. But in context, I walk the way humans walk. I walk upright. Like we all do the same thing, but there are some nuances in how we do it. There's a little bit of a flavor or a twist or different things. And that's because it comes from you. And so the only way to be, to, to truly connect to your self or be more intuitive is to connect more to yourself. Like it, it has, it's an autonomous career. It has, it's super autonomous. Yeah. We spoke about a year ago. No way. And she said, when I found out I was a psychic, I'm a subscriber. Oh, right. Well, welcome. I feel like you might have galactic in your butt. Oh, Courtney, listen, I don't get into that, but I love hearing about it. Like, tell me about my galactic thing. Because I hear this a lot. I hear this a lot. And I'm really excited about that. Okay. I got to go though. I got to go, but we got to meet up. Let's meet up next week. <laughs> What's your plans? What's your schedule? Like I'm free on Fridays. I live stream here on Fridays at 11 AM Eastern standard time. Um, so let me know when you're free. Courtney, Chandra, Aishka, Priya, Lisa, everybody, McGill, Kenny, Rena, let's all meet up again here. Okay, bring your friends. <laughs> Tell your people, because I do have to go eat lunch. And I did say I have some stuff to think about now. Now I have now I'm gonna be like in deep, deep dive thought about mediumship and stuff like that. Um but I'm very interested. I don't know, maybe my live will be about that. I couldn't do a whole live about galactic and Andromedon and or Orion and 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 you know the 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 those things because I don't know I'm so ignorant like I don't know much but I do know somebody who knows a bit and so maybe I can invite but that's a lot remember OCD I have to take my time because I will start thinking things seeing them and then get obsessed on them a so little bit by little but one day we'll do those things 
All right, you guys, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for participating. Like, subscribe, follow, share. You know, if you want a private reading with me, I do those all day. That's my actual career. That's my actual nine to five. Um, the links are in the description. Um, she's a very positive around your light. <laughs> the link is in the description box if you want to um, book a reading with me. Um, if anybody on Facebook named Monique Empath wants to follow you and they're saying that they're psychic, it's not me. I won't follow you back. I can't follow you back. I can't friend you. It's not me. I will never do a reading in the DMs. I will never whatever. When you do book a reading for me, it's secured through PayPal or through Stripe. That's the only way. There's no other sending money. And you will get a private conversation with me and you. All right, you guys. You guys have a blessed day. Take care of yourself. Remember, trust. I know it's cliche. But when I say trust your intuition, I think I, what I'm saying is if you feel it, just go with it. Like, that's okay. You don't need to try to validate it. You don't need to try to gather. Just commit to it. Just say, that's what I feel. Continue to that. Maybe that would be the exercise for the week. Just, just anything, even if it's something small. Probably it'll be hard to do that with a lot of things, but something small in your life that you feel and you don't have evidence for or facts for, just stick to that. Just stick to that for the week, at least for the week, okay? Um, that would help you get more autonomous within yourself and being able to trust yourself because you have all the actual answers, truly. All right, you guys. Bye-bye.